Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our ministry when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's Pastor Michael's third sermon on the Mount teaching in Matthew 5, 38 through 48, called The Law of the King 3. The Law of the King Part 3, if you're able to stand, we're in Matthew 5. Stand with us for the reading of God's Word. We're going to read verses 38 through 48, and then we'll pray. The Law of the King Part 3, Jesus is preaching the Sermon on the Mount. We will finish chapter 5 today, and he says these words. Matthew 5, 38, you have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist an evil person. But whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other to him also. If anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, let him have your coat also. Whoever forces you, 41, to go one mile, go with him too. Give to him who asks of you, and do not turn away from him who wants to borrow from you. You've heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? If you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? Therefore, you are to be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. We need all the help we can get this morning. Pray with me, Father. Thank you for this wonderful congregation. Thank you for your living, powerful word. These are humbling, hard words, and we would all confess that they seem almost unachievable. But with the help of the power of the Holy Spirit, and I think with a good understanding of what you're trying to say to us in terms of examples, Lord, we hopefully we can hit the mark and be salt and light in our world. Would you help us with that? We humble ourselves before you. We open our ears and our hearts to your voice. May your voice come through, and may we respond in a way that glorifies you. In Jesus' name, all God's people said, amen. Amen. You can have a seat. The Law of the King, part three. So when we revisited the foundation of Jesus' sermon, we went back to Matthew 5.17, where Jesus said these famous words, do not think I came to abolish the law or the prophets. You could say the Old Testament. I did not come to abolish, but to fulfill. And then in Jesus' sermon, he, he basically turns to the law. That is his focus. And uh, I told you that we could align Jesus' teaching the law of love with Matthew 23, 23. You don't have to turn there. But Jesus confronted the religious leadership and he said, you're good at tithing. You're good at the outward stuff of the law, but you've neglected the weightier measures of the law. Justice, mercy, faithfulness. These you should have done without neglecting the others. Now in Matthew 23, 23, Jesus called these the weightier matters of the law. These are The things that really matter, you could say to God. They have great weight. They have great substance. I suggested to you last time that 
Matthew 23, 23 is a good definition of what love is. Love would include ideas of justice, faithfulness, and mercy. This is where Jesus has taken us so far in parts one and two. The first sermon or the first uh, message we did on this, Jesus talked about murder, but he said murder is also hate. He talked about adultery, but he said adultery is also lust. And that is in the area of justice. We all want to be treated justly and fairly. Then we dealt with the category of faithfulness, thinking of Matthew 23, 23, and kind of drawing lines from justice and now faithfulness. We dealt with divorce, and we dealt with the taking of oaths. And now we're going to deal with the broader category of mercy, and we're going to talk about personal retribution and love. And I will tell you that, that as I studied this this week, uh, I wrote things in my notes like, Lord, you have to be kidding. Or, Lord, really? Or, how does one do what you've called us to do? In fact, many interpreters, many commentators who have looked at Jesus' sermon have said it's unworkable in the real world. It's unlivable. How can anyone ever achieve these types of things. Last night with the time change, my neighbors uh, behind and to the side both decided to have loud parties. And I began to mutter to my wife. First of all, it was a volume I didn't appreciate. Second of all, it was a style of music I didn't appreciate. And it was moving later into the evening with the time change. And I did something like this. I walked by my wife and I said, mutter, mutter, mutter. Don't they, what's wrong with these people? Don't they have any courtesy for the consideration for their neighbors? And then I thought, you know what? I'm preaching tomorrow on loving your neighbor. But in me, I was thinking eye for eye, tooth for tooth, right? How many of you remember the uh, driving video that Goofy starred in? This will date some of us. But Goofy is the, <laughs> you know, he's all this happy. And then he got behind the wheel and ah, he just turns. How many of you take things personally when you're driving? Anybody? All right. Is it just me? I remember years ago, this lady cut me off and I was mad and I, I was on my horn a little bit and she was right by my side and we kind of were playing a little game of chicken in our car. And I, for a moment, I thought, this is a wonderful idea. This is great. I'll cut her off, and it'll be cut off for cut off, eye for eye. This is biblical. And then I thought, this is probably not good for a pastoral career. <laughs> and I, I slowed down, I calmed down, and I let her drive on. But I tell you, in my early days driving, I took everything personally I don't know if I'm the only person in the room. But Jesus is teaching an, an ethic that I want to say to you is a kingdom ethic. The only way that you can possibly even try to achieve what Jesus is saying here is if you have a kingdom mindset. Jesus said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He said, I want you to be salt and I want you to be light. And what Jesus is going to say here is so upside down, so atypical of what we would normally do in our flesh or what we would hear of other people doing, 
that it is going to challenge us to our core. So I want you to fasten your seatbelt a little bit. We're going to try to get to some basic principles that I believe that the Lord is teaching us, and we'll try to make the best application that we can. Let me just say to you, in resetting the foundation, I had shared with you last week that Jesus fulfills the ceremonial law. You can think of the sacrificial system, the animals that were sacrificed, Day of Atonement, and in other settings. He fulfills that perfectly. That is no longer being practiced, the ceremonial law. Jesus fulfilled the moral law. He loved God and loved his neighbor perfectly. And we said last week, we can fulfill the moral law by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's Romans 8.4. There's one more layer of the law that comes up here, and it's civil law. Now, civil law was applied to the Israelites under Moses in the book of Exodus in their setting, time, place, etc., Now, some of those laws do carry over to Western law, but those laws under civil law, ceremonial, moral, civil, are for that time, that place, etc., given to Moses for kind of like court cases. You guys will remember that Moses, from morning until evening, would hear about disputes, and he was supposed to give a judgment, and then that got spread out to the elders of Israel. But this was more like case law. Like, what do you do for personal injuries or, you know, um, someone steals something from you, etc. And that's recorded in Exodus 21.1, if you're taking notes, the civil law, to about 24.3. And this is called the covenant code. And we taught on this when we went through the book of Exodus. I bring it up because that, that is a uh, law under a theocracy for that time and that place. And this is where this comes from. You have heard that it was said, Jesus says, an eye for an eye, verse 38, Matthew 5, and a tooth for a tooth, quoting here from the Greek version of the Old Testament called the Septuagint. This is the wider verses. If you're taking notes, Exodus 21, 24, and 25, this is the principle of what's called lex talionis, or the principle of retaliation. Exodus 21, 24 says, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, Burn for burn, wound for wound, bruise for bruise. And when you think about the law of retaliation and you take it into a court of law, that might seem fair to us because it seems like if someone did something to us to hurt us, then the same should happen to them. We might find a a congruity with our own thinking in terms of what should happen in today's law, although we know that today's laws have become very loose in many places where people can go right up to the number of stealing amount of goods and it seems like you know security guards and the like are almost helpless now to do anything and we, we kind of know what's going on with the law. Well, Moses was given this justice law, this covenant code, and scholars say that by the time that Jesus arrived on the planet in his earthly ministry, this may not have been being carried out uh, literally. They may have found other ways like cash compensation, like if you did something to someone, whether intentionally or not, that you would pay a fine or uh, etc. And there's even a little bit of debate about whether the death penalty was being carried up at this time. You've been listening to the Walk in Truth program. 
Hey, listen, family, Pastor Michael here. Hey, I wanted to just take a moment to celebrate something that the Lord has done, and he's done it through you. Those of you who pray, those of you who give, we are now adding a radio station in San Diego. It is 106.1 FM and 1210 AM K Praise. And we are now adding a morning drive time at 5 a.m. Monday through Friday. And we're going to be on Sunday mornings at 6.30 a.m. And we are so grateful for all of you who have been praying. Those of you who have become, have become Walk in Truth partners. We've walked through a new door. And we want to walk through more. So if you want to learn more about how to partner with us, it's walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. But we just wanted to say a big thank you and give glory to God for this new radio station. I pray the Lord does wonderful things through it in his name. Amen and amen. We'd love to see who's listening. So please connect with us on Facebook or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now back to Pastor Michael Lance right here on Walk in Truth. We know that today's laws have become very loose in many places where people can go right up to the number of stealing amount of goods. And it seems like, you know, security guards and the like are almost helpless now to do anything. And we, we kind of know what's going on with the law. Well, Moses was given this justice law, this covenant code. And scholars say that by the time that Jesus arrived on the planet in his earthly ministry, this may not have been being carried out uh, literally. They may have found other ways like cash compensation. Like if you did something to someone, whether intentionally or not, that you would pay a fine or uh, etc. And there's even a little bit of debate about whether the death penalty was being carried up at this time. So Jesus takes us back to the book of Exodus. And he says, this is what you've heard. And, And he quotes part of the verses there. But then he transforms it. He says, but I say to you, And remember, we're not dealing here with court. We're dealing with personal issues, one-on-one kind of stuff. There there is a place for the court system in our modern thinking as evangelical Christians. This is personal stuff. I say to you, do not resist him who is evil or an evil person, or you might say a bad person or an immoral person. But whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn to him the other also. And all God's people said... What? Now, imagine for a moment that if I were to slap you on the right cheek, and I would not do that, and I'm right-handed, which is typical for most people, I would have to do this. To slap you on the right cheek, I would have to go like this, and I would backhand you across your cheek. That'd be the typical way. So you've all seen the famous slap in movies, maybe a, a woman, you know, a guy's doing something wrong and approaches a woman and she slaps him across the face or knocks his drink out of his hand. That's kind of the picture we have here. In this ancient culture, this wasn't a threat to your life. There's a place for self-defense and a place for that type of protection in the Bible. This is an insult. This is someone like smacking you and insulting you. And, And to contemporize these things, to make them applicable to our lives, And I think this is what Jesus is essentially saying. This would be, if you're taking notes, the insult. How do you deal with a personal insult? Let me just say to you that while Jesus addresses enemies here and whoever and whomever, for most of us, these things are going to come right in to our families, 
our marriages, our workplace, our neighborhoods. It's going to be probably pretty rare that you have to deal with a stranger in some way like this. But I want you to take it from the lesser to the greater. If Jesus is calling us to love strangers this way, difficult, bad people this way, how much more should we love those closest to us in this way? So we all deal with insults, right? And imagine that metaphorically, someone slaps you across the face or someone you know, gives you a bad time with a, a verbal insult. What do you do now? Well, Jesus' call is to turn the other cheek which means that you have to stand your ground. You can't run away, which a lot of us, when we're insulted, let's just take a verbal insult. Let's take it into our marriages. Some of us, when we feel insulted, whether our spouse knows it or not, we just run. We leave. We clam up. But to stand your ground and offer the other cheek is to look a person in the eye and say something like this. Well, go ahead. If if you need to, go ahead and hit me here as well. If it makes you feel better, (laughs) and that may not be what Jesus is getting at, because even when I say those words, that's kind of a dig. You know, go ahead. If, 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 If you have to dish it out, I'm willing to take another slap across the face. Now, what would cause anyone to do something like this? Doesn't that sound weak? Doesn't that sound like you've become a doormat for a person? Well, I'm going to tell you that everything that Jesus preaches here, he did. And we'll look at some parallel verses in a moment that will answer some of those questions. But this is not about taking, this is not about a court of law. This is about not taking personal revenge. This is about kingdom law, what the citizens of the kingdom look like. This is the first of four examples. Proverbs 20. Uh, 22 says these words, do not say I will repay evil. Wait for the Lord and he will save you. So we think about our marriages. This is a a verse that I want to give you. We'll put it up on the screen. First Peter three, seven through nine. You husbands likewise live with your wives in an understanding way as with the weaker vessel. Since she is a woman And grant her honor as a fellow heir of the grace of life so that your prayers may not be hindered. To sum up, let all be harmonious, sympathetic, brotherly, kind-hearted, and humble in spirit. Not returning evil for evil or insult for insult, but giving a blessing instead. For you were called for the very purpose that you might inherit a blessing. Not only does the Bible say not to slap somebody back, it says to offer the other cheek, but then to offer something more, to offer a blessing. Can you imagine? Well, God bless you and your family. And here, here's the other cheek so I can give you more blessings. And this is why this week I was going, Lord, how is this even possible? And on top of that, to try to give a blessing, I want you to think for a moment. Let's say that someone close to you insults you. And let's just say that you said, is that all? Or do you you have something else to get off your chest? Let's say that they give you a little bit more. And then you say something like this. Okay, I hear what you're saying. Tell you what. Can I just, can I just pray for you right now? Can, Can I cover you in prayer? 
Now, I know that for most of us, I can feel the tension right there in your spirit. What, what would it take for me not only not to fight back, but to offer a blessing instead? But that is precisely what Jesus is getting at. E.C. McKenzie said, the loneliest place in the world is the human heart where God's love is absent. And the book of Isaiah shows us a picture of the Messiah. Would you turn to Isaiah chapter 50? If you don't want to turn there, we'll try to put it up on the screen for you. Isaiah chapter 50 has a servant song. There are four of these in the Bible. They are prophecies about the coming Messiah written before he got here, fulfilled in the life of Jesus. And I want you to see what happened to Jesus, our Messiah, as he called upon us to turn the face of grace. Let's see what happened to him. Isaiah 50, verse 4 says, The Lord God, 50, verse 4, has given me the tongue of disciples, that I may know how to sustain the weary one with a word. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to listen as a disciple, as a kingdom citizen, if you will. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not disobedient, nor did I turn back. I gave my back, Isaiah 50, verse 6, to those who strike me, and my cheeks to those who pluck out the beard. I did not cover my face from humiliation and spitting, which was another major insult of that day. You've been listening to The Law of the King 3, Part 1, on Walk in Truth. That's Pastor Michael's Sermon on the Mount teaching in Matthew 5, 38 through 48. And if you missed any part of today's program, Walk in Truth is on Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and many more podcast apps. Listen for free to Pastor Michael's teachings in more books of the Bible. We'd also love to hear from you. You can email Pastor Michael with your questions you may have from his teaching today, or maybe you have a question about something else, or need encouragement, or prayer. Maybe you'd like to share how Pastor Michael's teachings have affected you. You can email Pastor Michael at contact at walkintruth.com. That's contact at walkintruth.com. And thanks for reaching out. You can also find our mailing address on walkintruth.com. Now here's Pastor Michael with the final word. Well, maybe you're asking the most glaring question, how do I bless someone who has insulted me? <laughs> uh do I have a third option? You know, do I have another way <laughs> that I could do this? Right. Uh, are there any loopholes? Right. I mean, you might say, Lord, there's no way I could genuinely pray for someone who just insulted me. And I'll tell you, I would say, amen. I get it. And I understand. And you know what? Sometimes what's happened in my own life is what I felt on the inside and what came out on the outside were two different things. seems like the Lord when you're walking in the spirit, you can even have the flesh rear its ugly head, but you can still, you know, submit to the spirit so that your response is still a kingdom response. So so let's just say that someone uh, gives you an ungodly gesture from another vehicle, right? Or they, they uh, say something mean about you or insult you. You could just repay evil for evil, But you could also say, Lord, I don't know what's going on with that individual right now, but obviously they're hurting. They, they need to lash out. So instead of me being just like everybody else, I pray that whatever's going on with that person, you administer to them and maybe even use my response 
to extend the kingdom to them. Brothers and sisters, let's not forget that we're talking about the law of the king. We're not talking about building our own kingdom. If it were about us, certainly, then we could make the argument, yeah, you know, you get insulted, insult them back, one-up them. Why not? But this is about the law of the king. This is about building his kingdom, and his kingdom is different. And if you're going to be a citizen of his kingdom, you need to be different. But I can't be, you might say, Pastor Michael, I feel you. I'm in the same boat. But I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And so now you can pray for them. You can ask the Lord to work in their life because you're a kingdom citizen. Hey, we're studying the incredible gospel of Matthew, the gospel of the kingdom right here on Walk in Truth. This is Pastor Michael Lance. Hey, if you want to know more about our ministry or maybe even listen to previous teachings in the Gospel of Matthew or other books of the Bible, well, everything is available to you at walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. We're excited about what the Lord's doing. Tell a friend about what you're hearing, and we'll see you right here tomorrow. God bless you. And don't forget that Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. We appreciate our Walk in Truth financial partners. You contribute to our ministry, broadcast, and podcast. As a thank you for your support, we've created the Walk in Truth app. you got to check it out. It's available in your app store. If you'd like to become a Walk in Truth partner, any amount is appreciated. You can now give on the Walk in Truth app or visit walkintruth.com. And join us tomorrow for part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Matthew 5, 38 through 48, called The Law of the King 3. I'm Mike Massaro. On behalf of Pastor Michael Lance and Living Truth Christian Fellowship, thanks for listening to Walk in Truth equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people.